0: Welcome to the Law of Attraction and Action Podcast. My name is Michelle Joy and thank you so much for joining me. I'm here to inspire you to live amazing lives through the Law of Attraction and help you see how powerful you really are. In this podcast you'll hear interviews and I will give you inspirational talks on my Monday session. So thank you so much for joining me and happy manifesting. This show is sponsored by Victoria Johnson Coaching and Training Academy, home of Heal Your Life Teacher and Coach Training in Canada. I took her training a year ago and was blown away by how truly transformative it was. Not only do you get the tools that Louise Hay taught herself, but you will become certified with Victoria in a program that is authorized by Hay House and was approved by Louise Hay herself. Also check out Victoria's number one bestseller, Do That and Then Some, Transform Feelings of Less Than to More Than Enough, which is now available on Amazon. Visit thetraining.ca for more information. That's T-H-E-T-R-A-I-N-I-N-G.ca. Thank you so much and definitely check her out. Welcome to the Law of Attraction in Action. Thank you so much for joining me on my podcast. My name is Michelle Joy and I am your host. And as always, I am so excited to bring amazing people to you who share their story around the Law of Attraction and how much it's changed their life. So today's guest, her name is Dorothy Berlikowska, and she is a New York-based designer, inspirational speaker, singer, and most importantly, an advocate for children. She recently co-founded Spaces of Love, an organization which transforms the spaces where the most vulnerable among us, including children and elderly, live. She is also hosting and producing The Dorothy Show, which I hope to hear more about this, Dorothy. So thank you so much for being on my show. I'm so excited.
1: Oh, thank you so much, Michelle, for having me. Thank you so much.
0: And I know there's more to learn about you, so we'll learn about that on the show. But first, I want to ask you, how did you come into the law of attraction and how has it changed your life? You
1: know, that's such an amazing question because I think I was always, I was always living with law of attraction, but I just did not know it. Mm -hmm. So when I was younger, um, I was always called the dreamer. (laughs) You know, I would imagine things and they would come true from the time I was young. um, Even when I moved to America, there was just things that I just knew instinctively that they were going to happen. Um, And I was called the silly dreamer. And it wasn't until I reached my 40s that I was introduced to Abraham Hicks, Uh right? (laughs) Uh Uh Um, And I began to realize, wait a second. I'm not a dreamer I am actually creating my own reality and when I began my awareness to it and my awakening and I realized that life was happening for me not to me Mm -hmm. I think everything just multiplied by 100 oh absolutely right yeah (laughs) Yeah. that's what happened so I think all of my life I've been I've been aware of it just not in that sense I just you know I thought I was a dreamer and you know (laughs) I'm bringing my dreams to fruition
0: And, you know, some people like poo-poo the dreamer, like, oh, you're just living in the clouds. Get out of the clouds. That is like a big thing in our culture. Many cultures are like, come on, you got to face reality. Like all of these terms. Yes. uh, It's so prevalent in what we hear all the time, you know, and Abraham Hicks, and I'm sure you were excited. I was excited when I found Abraham. I'm like, this is the best stuff ever, mm-hmm. but it really shifted on this idea of like, what? So I don't need to focus on my reality. Like that was a relief actually, when your reality sucks.
1: <laughs> don't you yes, think that's a relief? it's so true. I think, I, I, you know, it's funny you say that because I was grateful when I found Abraham Hicks um, because I realized that, you know, being called the silly dreamer, I think, you know, I have two children, uh, mm-hmm. my daughter, she's four, my son is 15 and I really instill in them to be dreamers, to really imagine what you want in your life. And even if it sounds truly crazy, it is not crazy if it means something to you, if it feels right, right. it feels right in your gut, if it feels right instinctually, um, dream. Because I think I was raised in European household, um, <laughs> very realistic based structure right Mm -hmm. Um, very strict and and that's the way it was that's how we were raised i think our generation especially work nine to five right Um, Mm -hmm. medical Mm -hmm. benefits get a job security all of that is wonderful but i think it limits our beliefs it limits our capabilities when you can dream and truly envision what you want in your life i think possibilities are endless Um, so when I found Abraham Hicks and I realized that what I was doing was actually almost like on purpose, I guess Mm, I could say, right. Yes. Uh Um, I remember when I was married years ago, I'm divorced now, but when I was, we were first looking for our first home. Um, and I, before I knew anything about vision boards before anything like that, I remember I want, I don't know what it was. I was in my early twenties, late twenties, sorry. Mm. I wanted a home with two white columns outside. It was so funny. It was just like I needed a home. It had to have two white columns, and I hung pictures in my office. I'll never forget, of homes with two white columns. I kind of forgot about it years later when we were looking for a home. Uh-huh. The home we purchased had one white column, which is so funny. Uh-huh. Uh, but I was like, it, I was envisioning it. I was imagining it. there was, you know, there were certain things that I just knew I was going to have. Um, when I, when I had my son, he's 15 now. After um, a few years, I fell down the stairs during his birthday party um, when holding a huge platter. Oh, home, no. Yep, I, I slipped and I hurt my back. Uh-huh. Um, and I had spine surgery, a vasectomy. And oh, the doctor God. told me, you can never have children again because your back is, you know, not as strong. You should not carry a pregnancy. I swear, Michelle, I, for many years, I believed that. Mm -hmm. Um, then after my divorce, I fell in love again, I was engaged and me and my fiance decided that we're going to have a baby. Mm -hmm. And I conceived my daughter on the first try. Mm -hmm. I always knew she was going to be a girl. I always knew I was going to have a girl. My belly was not in, you know, how people always look at your belly and they know if it's going to be a boy or a girl. Mm -hmm. Everyone was telling me it's a boy. I was mm-hmm. buying everything pink. Her room was decorated in the first 30 days, I knew I was having a daughter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Literally everything was pink before I knew her sex. Mm-hmm. And I have a little girl. There were just some things I believe that when you know, you just know.
0: You know, it's crazy. I had a similar story with my son. My my um, my ex-husband had two boys from previous marriage and so we had my our son together and then I wanted another and he was like, no way Jose, like I'm not having four kids. And I told anybody and everybody, like, I I remember, like, asking people, like, well, what do you think of, like, strollers? What kind of stroller should I get for two? And I just kept talking as if I had two. I was going to, you know, have two. Mm -hmm. But in the meantime, my ex-husband's like, and we, of course, we're married at the time. He's like, no, 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 no. We are not having any more. And um, sure enough, I got pregnant when my first son just turned a year old. And it was, like, one- Accident was not accident, right? (laughs) It was absolutely, and I didn't know anything about law of attraction back then. But it's funny when we look back, we're like, "Wow, I completely manifested that." So this is a good conversation for women who are trying to have kids or want kids. Um, I do believe the law of attraction works for infertility because it's really about believing it's possible. And what happens when women they don't get pregnant? I've had friends who couldn't get pregnant. They would just constantly think, "Oh, it's not." it's not working. It's not working. And maybe you thought the same thing when you were told you couldn't have any more kids. So you said it for a long time, you didn't think you could. What's, what yeah. changed in you? What, what made you go, wait a second, I
1: can Did you have that shift? I did. Um, it was after my divorce. Um, and when I fell in love again and, and my fiance has one daughter and I had, have a son and we always wanted more children. And I just said, you know what? I think it was really my instinct as a woman. I just, I always knew I was going to have a little girl. I just Mm -hmm. always knew that. (laughs) Even when people were like, you're never going to have children again. You can't. I just, in my heart, I said, no, I'm going to have a little girl. Even after my divorce, when I moved into a new home with my son, Mm -hmm. it was a four-bedroom house and everyone looked at me and said, why are you moving into a four-bedroom home with just Tommy, with just your son? And I literally would say to everyone. This house is going to be filled with a big family. Oh, I love that. That is what I said. And I remember my parents were just like, why? You don't need four bedrooms. I said, no, I do. Because, you know, I, I literally just knew in my heart that it was going to be filled. But I was, oh, it's so funny how I was always that way throughout my life. But when I realized it was law of attraction, I almost made it stronger. That's yes. when I was more, it, it, it almost started becoming uh, like a decision with conviction, you know it's like i just know this house will be filled and it is it is it's filled with children and happiness and a big family so you know went from two to four Uh um so there's a lot of things that even now um the people that i surround myself with i think that's what we spoke about before the circles that you're surrounded with i think that adds to it as well
0: yes tell me more about that because that's something i get people (laughs) writing emails to me about how they don't have their tribe So, and that's something that's really, really strong in my life is I have an amazing tribe of people. Like I'm surrounded, plus with these podcasts, I talk to great people all
1: the time. (laughs) Oh, see, I think everything. I really think it is difficult. I have to admit, um, because when you realize that life happens for you, not to you, that is already a huge shift. Yes. When you truly understand that your happiness is your own responsibility. No one else is responsible for it except you. That's another huge shift I found in my life when I realized, oh, wait, I cannot really blame anyone for anything because every decision was mine. And But so many amazing things happen when you have that shift. Whoever you are with in your life, even your partner, when you understand that they're not responsible for the way you truly feel. Mm-hmm. It's, it's almost such, like a weight is lifted off your shoulders. It's empowering.
0: It's right? like very empowering. It's like, oh, nobody is controlling me. I have control of my life. No matter what victimhood, you know, even though I was in a bad marriage, I never blame my ex-husband. I Now I understand, oh, I attracted that. That was something within me that needed to be healed. So now I just have gratitude towards my ex-husband. Amazing yeah. amount of gratitude. But right. that's the thing. Law of attraction is about taking responsibility for your life. I love that you bring that it up. Is
1: it is I think it's one of the biggest realizations that you can come to um, and so when I realized all of those things I am responsible for my own happiness um, there is no blaming anyone else for my decisions you know I attracted these people into my life so then you realize okay in order for my life to really flourish and for happiness to enjoy to exist in my daily life who am I surrounding myself with who are the people that are around me and it's a painful realization I found because I have amazing friends, but there are some friends who I have um, who are still in that victim mode, mm-hmm. um, who have not come to this realization yet. Um, and by me interacting with them often, I realized the energy that I was that was draining out of me. Um, I was depleting. It was re- so. What I did was. I, I, you can't just cut relationships off cold turkey, I guess, 100%. What I did was I just limited my interaction with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and every time they would try to deplete my energy with their the constant stories of the same complaints, mm-hmm. I found myself responding to them in a different way. So instead of feeding into and saying, tell me more, I'm right here for you. Everything's going to be okay. This is how we bond,
0: especially women. We we need to connect yes. by like, I get you, sister.
1: Yes, I would do that, but I would say, Mm -hmm. I understand how you feel, but I would literally start giving them like a twist and say, but look at the blessings, right? But look at the blessing in this, look at the positive side. Can we turn this around and see where the lesson is? Like I would start with little things. Mm -hmm. um, And I found that was, I did it as my safety (laughs) blanket almost, you Mm -hmm. know, not to be drained. But yes. I, it was also yeah. helping them in the process because they were like, oh, wait. But it was like a little tiny shift. So I limited my, limited my interaction with people who were in that victim mode yeah. um, little by little. And then it was amazing when I really went full, I could even say full mode into law of attraction. Like mm-hmm. when I just knew, wow, I have all this power, amazing people came into my life. Yes. Yes. And started showing up in different circumstances, in different situations. Um, I'm always a smiley and happy person by nature. Uh So I am that strange lady in New York who smiles at strangers. We would get
0: along so great, Dorothy. We would totally hang out. I'm flying out there tomorrow. Okay.
1: (laughs) You are welcome. But I am am that lady that, you know, says thank you and smiles and tells people to have a good day. Not Mm. always welcome in New York, but (laughs) I believe that When you send love, um, it will affect that person, even with a little smile. I feel like a smile can do so much, and people forget that. Yeah. You know, that even smiling at someone, even if they're looking at you with that look that you know they're just having the worst day, um, they will remember that someone smiled at them, even if they seem a little bit annoyed at the moment. But um, amazing things are happening in my life, and I just, one day... It was a lot of healing the last two years. You know, it's, it, amazing things happen when you have an awakening. Yes. I'm sure you know. Yes, you I do. start opening up all the wounds and all of this healing has to take place. But with it comes so much growth. Yeah. And when I came to that point that I truly realized I am in charge of my happiness every day, it is my job to wake up in the morning and tell myself I'm going to be happy. I'm going to be not happy. When I decided that every day I will wake up and say, no, I'm going to be happy today. Just things started coming into my life. Opportunities, yes. uh, business opportunities, um, more money. It, it was funny how I used to have a lot of money blocks. Well, I used to have a lot of money blocks. Uh-huh. I think a lot of after my divorce, these money blocks just boom, came right in front of my face. Uh-huh. Um, so I worked hard to get over them. But the second you get over the blocks and you realize, even with money, you know how people live there in in a situation where they're struggling, Uh Um, they use the words, oh my God, I don't have enough. Um, You know, I'm in debt or, you know, those negative things. And they feel like if they pray and say, I need more, I need more, it's going to come. And I came to this realization where I just stopped worrying. You know, I stopped thinking, I don't have enough or I wish I had more, and I just let go. It was like almost like a surrender. Uh I just went full mode into my work, into my career, developing who I always truly wanted to be, almost like living in my full truth. Uh And when I let go of the worries, it's amazing how the second you let go of the worries, things just start happening. They do. right? It's amazing. And you know, I've done it. I'm not
0: sure if you know about this or many of my listeners have been listening, probably know, but I do a video series called 365 Days of Joy. So for an entire year, I've been committed to my joy and proving to the world that when you follow your joy, life works out in miraculous ways. And you, what you're saying is proof of as well Of what I've gone through, and I'm on day I think 279 or something. Wow, that's amazing. I know, and you know, but I've been committed to. I I started this not really knowing why, and there's so many great, so many great things have come from this. But I love you said the same thing. You, you once you changed your focus and said it is my choice on whether I practice joy or not, and once you, I think yes, yes. life becomes amazing.
1: I think everything is a choice. I think when when you realize that it's, it's really extraordinary how many things can shift in your life. I improved relationships with everyone in my life when I took responsibility for me, Mm -hmm. because I think a lot of us, when we go through a divorce or sickness or any kind of trauma, you know, the first, the first question I think we ask is why me, why me, right? Oh, absolutely. Why, why <laughs> had a lot me to why, me's. why <laughs> me? That was my thing. Why me? I don't understand. I am a good person. I try to help people. Why me? Mm-hmm. And you yep. have an awakening. It's so amazing when you look back and say, wait a second. I almost feel like crying saying this, I'm sorry, but when you realize this had to happen in order for this thing to happen and in order for me to learn this lesson, which led yep. me to this lesson.
0: Yeah.
1: Yep. And yep. even the bad, even the painful moments the most. i believe that the most painful moments have taught me the most
0: absolutely and um, i think our pain leads us to our passion and purpose to be honest oh yes i see oh, that yes. hear that all the time a lot of people i've interviewed who shared their stories and it
1: started with their pain it's just amazing it's very true i also believe one of the things that i healed was a relationship with my parents um because you know we i mean i am 45 years old right now um, mm-hmm. so a lot of things, you know, you hold on to from childhood, why this, why that, you know, all of these things where we kind of put blame on our parents. When I shifted my mindset and realized that there should be no blame for parents, <laughs> you know, they do the best that they can do with mm-hmm. the tools that they have. Those are the tools that were given to them. And I actually, one of the most extraordinary things I think that I did in my life, and I'm, I'm almost like proud of myself for that is I looked at my parents' history, their parents, how they were raised, what they went through. I had a great conversation with my father where I asked him, how were you when you were a little boy? Describe your childhood to me. What did you feel? And when he shared with me the the story of sitting in a little window in the the village uh, where my grandma lived um, in Poland, and he goes, I used to look outside this window and dream. I wanted to go and see the world. And he did. He did just that. I realized a lot of the stress in his life and my parents' stress and everything they've been through moving from one country to the other. You know, how can you ever look at your parents and put any kind of blame for anything when you actually understand their circumstances? Absolutely. Right? Their feelings, their emotions. And I think a lot of us, because I'm surrounded by a lot of people who I feel struggle with a lot of pain when it comes to their parents, I think healing those relationships also adds to the way you feel, you know, to that abundant law of attraction. I think holding on to that Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I felt like it held me back.
0: You know, any of these negative relationships, any those they do hold us back because if you think about so much of your energy if you're upset with your parents or, you know, it's the whole blame thing, blame, it needs to be like completely eradicated from your life. Like never, ever blame anybody for anything. It doesn't yes. help anybody, but, um, getting that forgiveness, that, that energy that, that you have when you forgive releases like all of this beautiful, loving energy. And, law of attraction wise, in the very simplest terms, you then are now a magnet for all these great things because like attracts like energy. And if you're putting out good energy by forgiving, you are then attracting way more in your life. So then you're going to attract better relationships. And that's the thing people say, well, I keep attracting the same relationship. Well, it's because you've not forgiven or you put blame
1: or you feel like a victim. That's very true. And I think also another thing that is, very crucial and important about law of attraction is to be very clear about what you want. Um, yes. I've heard someone say this, and I, I hope I'm going to repeat it correctly. But I love her analogy of law of attraction. She mentioned um, law of attraction. If, let's say you're sitting and, and a dog comes over to you, right? Mm-hmm. And and I love this. And you look at the dog and say fetch, and the dog is just looking at you, going, "Well, well I'm sorry, what do you want me to fetch?" Like you, you know, you just go fetch. And the dog is looking at you confused. What do you want me to fetch? She goes, that's law of attraction. Imagine law of attraction as this dog. Uh You can't just say, go fetch. You have to tell the dog what to fetch and throw something. So it knows exactly what to do. I just love the analogy. I don't know. I do. I've never heard that. I think it it was Merrill Kriegsman. Uh I have to give her credit. I think it was Merrill Kriegsman. Uh And I loved it because it was such a simple way of really making us understand that you have to tell the universe what you want. Yeah. I am learning this just now. It's kind of very recent with being really, really specific with what I want. Mm-hmm. Um, but it works when you begin to do that. How much money do you want to, what do you want your income to look at the end of the month? Tell the universe. Tell right. the universe and make a plan of the ways that you can make this income. Um, you're dreaming of this amazing partner, right? Tell the universe not just what you want them to look like or how to be, but I think you know this very well, probably. Yeah. I'm sure. How will you feel when you're with them? How yes. will this person make you feel? I think it's all about the feeling and the emotions that we feel. Yeah. It brings it to fruition. For me, that's what it was. I, that's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that the emotions, right? I think they add so much to right. it. And I tell people whenever they are wanting to
0: attract, especially like soulmates because I've done co- taught courses on how to attract your soulmate, is is literally write down everything that you want, but it's not like a physical thing. Now, I had blue eyes on my list. I was I admit, that's the one thing. I wanted blue <laughs> eyes. My my sweetie has the most beautiful blue eyes. I just Oh, knew look it at that. that. <laughs> But like he was everything on my list. And it was a long list, but it was more about emotion. And then, but another thing I tell people, like attracts like is, you know, when you get clear, be that, be that. So everything on that list become that. So if you're working, yeah. wanting someone who's kind and compassionate, be kind and compassionate. You want someone who's playful, be playful. Um, so, and that can work with anything. If you want to attract abundance and money, you have to act like you're wealthy, feel the
1: emotion of being wealthy. Have you done that? Have you had experiences around that? You know, I did. I did. it's mm-hmm. It's funny to even say this story. But you know, when you go through a divorce, it is always shocking financially. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, it was for me and many people that I know that have gone through a divorce. It is the, di- you know, division of things. It is a lot of loss. Um, so you kind of come out almost through like the ringer. It's, it's it's a very emotional, hard experience. And I remember we lost a lot during our divorce. But my car, <laughs> I drive a Mercedes. I love my Mercedes. Uh-huh. That's the one thing that I would not give up. And it sounds so silly now, but today I understand why. It was that one thing that I was like, no, I feel a certain way in this car. This ah. is my car. You know, it was, I'm a designer, so I love beautiful things. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe in abundance. And this was a time where abundance literally diminished. It it was, you know, it just, it was almost like a poof, um, oh. gone. Uh-huh. But I wouldn't let go of my car. I was like, let me just hold on to this one thing that I still feel that abundance. And it was funny. I always love driving anyway. It's just uh-huh. my thing. Even I was in still- New York? Are you in Manhattan? No, I'm out of Manhattan, outside of Manhattan, but I drive everywhere. I'm uh-huh. that person. I drive to Manhattan. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, drive uh-huh. in Crazy. The I would never drive in Manhattan, just saying. <laughs> oh gosh, I, but I just love driving. I remember I turned 17 on my birthday. I was in motor vehicles. That's just uh-huh. like my father taught me how to drive. He loves to drive. So I think I have this after him. Uh-huh. And the car, now I realize, was a representation for me of just holding on to this one thing, you know, that still had that, I guess, sign of abundance for me in some way yeah. and, and hope that I will rebuild my life to the, to, you know, to the way it was. Uh-huh. Um, so now I understand that's what it was. Then it was just, you know, I was thinking, my gosh, maybe I'm being silly. I shouldn't. But that was like my my, uh, abundance sign, I guess. (laughs) Absolutely. That's so, it's a great
0: story that is so beautiful because you felt so good in that. And people take that for granted. They go, Oh, it's just, it's just a materialistic object. But Mm -hmm. if it makes you feel good, like, you know, dressing up, like I dress up all the time. I'm not one to ever dress down and I've never been that way. In fact, I used to wear red lipstick for years. Like so uh, funny. I'm the same way. Yeah. I love to dress up and, And because it makes me feel, it makes me feel good. It makes me feel powerful. It actually connects with who I think I am inside, which I do believe in my inner beauty. And don't don't get me wrong, I didn't always believe that, but I practiced dressing nice until I believed it in my internal as well. So it works both. It works both ways.
1: (laughs) I, you know what, I believe in that as well. I am the type of person that I love my car. I love a beautiful home because I'm a tourist. So for us, just beauty and inspiration and abundance is, but at the same time, I feel just as much abundance, taking a walk in the park, Mm -hmm. sitting down on a bench, looking at the trees and the swaying leaves, looking at the sky, having the sun shine on my face. I am just as abundant in that moment because I feel so close to my spirit. I feel so close to myself. So, you know, abundance means so many different things, you know, sitting in a park on a bench, feeling the sun on your face or sitting in a luxury, uh, a luxury hotel on vacation. You know, different mm-hmm. things mean, I think abundance can be described in so many different ways.
0: Yes.
1: But people need to realize that we deserve abundance. One of the things after my divorce that I really had to understand because it was such a big loss with so many different things was that someone said this phrase about abundance. Um, abundance is a birthright. Yes. And this is by Wayne Dyer, who I love. I love Wayne Dyer. Mm-hmm. Oh, he just, he fills my heart when Me he too. speaks, it's, right? Yep, right. He said, abundance mm-hmm. is your birthright. When I realized that abundance is my birthright, you don't have to feel guilty if you, if you want abundance, because I think a lot of people, when they hear the word abundance, the first thing comes to their mind is money. But abundance comes in so many different forms. It's having a beautiful family. It's having your children who are healthy. Yeah. You know, you're healthy. That's, I always say health is wealth. You know, so it can be, but abundance is your birthright in whatever form feels right to you. Yes. Dorothy, you are me. I just like, (laughs) we are the same and I love it.
0: Like I'm, I'm having goosebumps. You're talking and like that picture in the park. I'm like, yes, I get it. (laughs) And it always just completely, it trips me out, even though I believe in the power of the universe, but like attracts like in just an amazing ways. You're on the opposite coast of me. And oh. right now I'm like, we are in the same room. We are completely this, we're one, we're one. And um, it's just so exciting. Cause you know, you sharing your stories with all of my listeners, I'm sure there's a lot of people are listening. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. I get it. And just <laughs> this conversation in itself is going to raise their vibration. So thank you, Dorothy, for being on here. I, I could talk to you all day long, I think, cause this is I so think great.
1: I can't believe we have to go already.
0: I know, I know. But I just, you were such a beautiful light and thank you so much for all that you do. And I, I want people to be able to get in touch with you or know more about what you've got going on. Um, so if they want to continue conversations with you, how can they get in touch with
1: you? Well, they can find everything about me on my website, DorothyBurlakowska.com. I will be in Miami at the One Woman Summit. I will be speaking on April 4th. Um, in Miami and they can find that on my website as well I'm so excited about that that is so awesome. wonderful things planned
0: mm-hmm. so we're gonna manifest being on stages sometime too just so oh know. yes <laughs> that's my
1: passion now speaking on stages I love it
0: I know me too I know that's my part of, well this podcast has become actually the best gift that the divine has ever given me but beyond that I want to get on stage so oh, you have to
1: again. you have to with your beautiful energy and message
0: Yes. You. Yes. Oh, it's happening. It's ha- But I want to be on stage with you specifically. So I just oh, have yes. to and all my listeners heard and it's recorded forever.
1: <laughs> oh, this was so wonderful. Oh, Michelle, thank you so much. I love it. it and thank such a you- pleasure.
0: Oh, and thank you for sharing your story and your beauty and just being you. I love it. I love thank it.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having this podcast. I think people need to hear about this amazing you know, energy did I have to tip into? <laughs> yes. Yes. Right. right I know. Isn't it? That's a thing. People need to know this is why I do
0: this. So yay. <laughs> and thank you. Thank you. And thank you everyone for listening. If you want to be a part of this podcast, just jump on my website at michelle-joy.com. That's M-I-C-H-E-L-E-J-O-Y.com. And I will post all of Dorothy's uh, website and everything on the show notes, including other goodies that I have available for you. And Have a fantastic manifesting day and happy manifesting. Thank you again for listening and joining me on my podcast. If you want to learn more about me, please go to my website at michelle-joy.com. That's M-I-C-H-E-L-E-J-O-Y.com. And on there, I have lots of goodies, including guided meditations and inspirational posts and blogs. And of course, I'm here to help you as your coach. So thank you for listening and have a wonderful day.